Hello everyone, and welcome back to We Could Talk About This All Day Long. This is Lauren. I'm here with Kathy. Hi everybody. Today we are trying something a little new. We are in a closet, and we're hoping that this will make our sound even better. Yeah, and we're actually sitting on this delightful fuzzy rug on the floor of my daughter's closet. And yeah, it's all about testing out and seeing what works. Yes, we ordered some new equipment, so that'll be coming soon, which is exciting. And also in the news for We Could Talk About This All Day Long is we have a new Instagram page at Lauren and Kathy Talk. Um, We mentioned last week our website is up, but the drum roll is we're now on Spotify, and Lauren and I are working on getting us to more media fronts, but Spotify. Yeah, Spotify so, is huge. It feels real, like, oh, we are out there now. It does, and I know we have one follower that's me. Yeah. So, no, we <laughs> we'll, just... We'll have two pretty soon. Yeah. I'll get on there. <laughs> and we invite you to follow us, and that way, um, if you choose, you can subscribe and keep up with the episodes. Now, a few people I want to say have asked about episode one. And I did a little Instagram post on that. And we're actually not going to load it up. It was just really a fun 11-minute intro that I wrote about on Instagram so you could hear more about our originating story. Yes, exactly. So last week, we got a lot of positive feedback, which was great, um, about our episode, kind of about what's next. And I spent a lot of time talking about where I had been career-wise and where I'm thinking about going next and how it's really exciting that maybe I found my calling. Um, And after 10 years of being a teacher, I'm going back to grad school and hopefully going to become a counselor with my social work degree. I believe you will, because one of the things you, I think that was just this incredible point last week that we circled back to, when you started that conversation, I didn't know that it was going to land where you found something that was calling you, that you found something that resonated in your bones. And I think that's just, I overused the word last week, but I say it again, I think it's powerful to experience that feeling. I've been, someone mentioned the word to me this week, integration, and now I can't let go of it because I'm feeling it in my own life, and I'm mm-hmm. not inside you, but that's what I can imagine is going Yes, on. yes. And honestly, I don't think I knew it was going there either when I had originally, and I might have mentioned this last week, when I originally had uh, proposed the idea for the topic, I thought it would be more us talking through it and figuring out a little bit more clarity for myself. And then when I was talking about it, I was like, oh, no, actually, I'm very clear. So that was really cool. Being the listener in the room with you, and I can imagine people listening out there, is that that just hit me so hard. And I'm, I'm so glad for you that you get to experience that. And it's not just wham, there it is. You... I believe we've got to be open. We've got to be open and curious in order to receive and face the fears that step in the way too. You know, that I have this dream I didn't really even know I had till I started putting myself in it. And if I'm closed off, I can't receive it. And I think it oftentimes some work to get us to the place of open and receiving. Yes. And then look at 
And it's not magic. You put work into it. Very true. Yeah. And I think talking to you, you brought up so many great questions and little tidbits that I really wanted to follow up with this week, um, since last week was more focused on my journey. And so there's a few things that I wanted to ask you about. Sure. And so you know out there, I didn't know the questions, so I'm excited to just listen with you all for the first time. Yes. So the first thing that stuck out to me last week was when you talked about your dad and him deciding to switch careers, which at the time I'm sure was an interesting thing to do because I don't imagine people completely switched careers a lot at that time. Um, and I wonder just what that was like for you as his daughter, seeing that. Did he talk to you about it? Did, what did you see it? Well, I was really young. I was toddlerish, a oh, okay. uh, little older, maybe four, five-ish. And I remember most certainly my father being around. Mm. So what I knew later, because I don't, I don't think I knew he was in graduate school and working full time. I just knew my dad was around. Mm -hmm. And then later I learned from my mom, my siblings, that, yeah, my dad was got his master's, his Ph.D. And then to your question, as I was older and watch my father's career develop at the university where we lived, I did witness, and I don't think I knew it then. It's, it's an adult looking back. I could see this man continue to evolve. He wasn't a story of, I've been at the same place for 40 years, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Mm -hmm. I just think in his generation, it was something different. That Perhaps he was listening to what called him inside. Wish I could ask him now, yeah. but he's in another land. And <laughs> I could ask him and, and just try to listen out for it. But, yes. um, you know, I think that he had what I remember sensing about my father. And this doesn't have to be based on fact. It's what I remember is that he followed what was calling. That's just somehow what I felt. And... I remember just, you know, later in life when I, I told about that um, crossroads and my father gave me the gift of career counseling and he made it known to me, you don't have to be stuck anywhere. Mm -hmm. Or we're privileged in that way. I'm privileged in that way that he, he offered me a choice. And I think that is probably what I soaked in that. I lived by this sort of obligation at one time that I can't leave this position. I can't leave this job. And my father shook me up that, yeah, you actually can. Right. And your life is not to be meant by living under obligation. Mm -hmm. And I think it just came at that point. I was coming out of college. I was graduating. We had this long walk and talk. And I think it shook me to know. And it was actually a little after that, but it shook me to know. Oh, I have a choice, and my life is for exploring, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that just seems like such an impactful lesson to probably even absorb when you were little and didn't know exactly what was happening, but just seeing your dad 
living out his dream and evolving, like you said. Yeah, and the other thing, just by your questions, you're making me think about it. There were times in my life where I was super curious about dinosaurs. <laughs> I was working for my oldest brother, who owned a beautiful independent bookstore, and I got really interested in dinosaurs and read all these scientific books. And this is my father, Kathy. You've got to go become a paleontologist <laughs> and find the best school and become a paleontologist. Yes. And don't think I didn't think about it. I don't think that was the career for me. I mm -hmm. loved learning, mm -hmm. you know, as an aside to work. But I think also learning from him, pursue what's interesting to you. Pursue these little calls, if mm -hmm. you will, whether they turn out to be something or not. Pursue. Exactly. Which makes me think about... Do you think that there is this one big calling that people have? Or do you feel like we all have kind of these little calls that come in? I wonder. Well, I love that question. I think I can't answer it in a yes or no <laughs> yes. in the sense that I think for some people there is one big calling, mm -hmm. perhaps. That isn't how my life has been. I think that so far I've heard a series of calls. Mm -hmm. I some are for my, I call it my uh, life outside of my day job, mm -hmm. right? Lots of calls to try things out. Some I've been scared to do and turn my back, but this is an example, this podcast. I can't turn my back on it. Mm -hmm. And believe me, I think we have fears. We have our own fears about it, but here we are. Definitely. And this is a call. And I think what it feels like is that I can't ignore it because it's inside me resonating in every cell of my being. Mm -hmm. There's like no space, if that makes sense. Yes. And so, yeah, I think there's a series of calls. I could hear about a project I might get to be involved in with work, and I'm like, yes, it's like a powerful yes. Yeah. It doesn't mean I have to do it for 20 years, mm -hmm. but it's a powerful yes to this project. And I think, again, when I'm in open places of mm -hmm. curiosity that's when I can really tune in to these calls yeah I that really resonates with me right now because I feel like for the past decade I have been closed off because I've been like okay I'm a, I'm a teacher now this is who I am this is what I'm doing and so I haven't been open to receiving any calls really and so I'm not I'm not exactly sure what changed over the past few months, but that's what I'm curious yeah, about. I, I, know. I really am. <laughs> well, it's not something that might even be able to answer it in this moment. Mm -hmm. But that reflection. Yeah, there's definitely been an opening of realizing maybe this isn't for me. Um and so what is? And I think maybe in the in the past I've been closed off because I didn't want to even go there because it felt scary and unknown. Like, what would I do? And so maybe just being a little bit more curious, allowing myself to be a little bit more curious, um, kind of opened some doors for me and talking to other people, talking to you, talking to close friends helped. Um, and then finding this program that I found, and I'm a very impulsive is not the right word, but when there's something, then it's like I immediately want to 
do it. So when I heard in myself, like, oh, counseling or social work might be a place for me, I found that program and just immediately applied. Yeah, dove in. (laughs) Dove in, because I didn't want to talk myself out of it. Yeah, and I think you dove in and you didn't know when you dove in that it was perhaps going to resonate. Definitely. What I heard last week is pulling all these experiences from your previous work and previous experiences in life meshed with that brought you to this new space exactly and i think callings are about lots of things i mean we make them often they could be about work but they're not always about work and i think it's just this truth that is calling to you in your gut of uh you know, and I don't see it like, this is it, da-da-da-da-da, exactly. but it's something. And I think about, you talked about fear a couple minutes ago of, you know, that fear that comes up. And I'd love to talk about that because I think it can be this obstacle sometimes to what's calling. Because then we get practical sometimes and think mm-hmm. of all the reasons why, no. This is this can't work out. This couldn't possibly work out. Yes. I'd love to hear from you on that fear. Definitely. I think when I was in my 20s or in college, I did not think about practicality very much ever. <laughs> and then once I got into the space of, um, I mentioned last week, where I, I left my job and was feeling that lostness um, because I didn't know what to do next, that's when... I felt like you just need to find something because otherwise you're not going to make it financially or, you know, otherwise. So I really just started looking for something practical and that's when I found teaching. And it definitely wasn't the most financially viable option when I was teaching in the South, but here it is, you know, I, I feel like I have a really steady, stable job. I make really good money, I have great health insurance, and all of those little boxes that are ticked off. And so, to me, I was always thinking, like, why would I give this up, the stability up, Mm -hmm. um, when I don't know what the next step could bring, or if I want to open my own counseling practice, I don't even know what that could look like. It could fail, it could be all these things. Um, Why would I give up this stability that I have right now um and I think the answer is just because I'm not happy yeah. and so I'm I feel like I'm in this time I'm only 33 why would I stay in something for the next few decades if it doesn't just bring me joy every day or at least a sense of peace I, I don't have to feel joy every single day but just a sense of inner peace and knowing that I'm doing what I, you know, want to do. Yeah, and, and you know, I was just really t- listening to what you were saying, and I think, too, that practicality piece is is important. We have responsibilities, and so is the openness and curiosity of what's possibly calling. We don't know always. Like, we talked about what's next mm-hmm. last week, and... What's next for you is diving into this new world of counseling. And you also, there's questions about what's next within that. Mm -hmm. We don't have everything all mapped out. 
the but what I hear and what I feel when I know I'm listening to a calling is a direction that I want to walk in. So I think about that, you know, most tangible for me is doing this podcast with you. Mm-hmm. I don't have every answer. No. I feel like I am intentionally going where my gut says, mm-hmm. your gut, we talk, we check in. We don't know all the answers, and I'm actually delighted in that. Yeah. Because we're just stepping into the next thing we're hearing. And I feel like this, I keep going back to the word integration, but you know, I had a counseling session this week that I loved with my amazing counselor, and I talked a lot about that feeling of not thinking so much, mm-hmm. about feeling and experiencing what I'm allowing to come into me. And it is me, it's myself. Mm-hmm. And this just fascinates me. And then we have something that comes in that we're feeling such powerful resonation with. And then it's ours to give out into the world. And I look back when we first talked Mm -hmm. about doing this. And that's something we wanted to do. Yes. Is give back out into the world. And an idea might inspire you. It might ignite you. It might not. And that's okay. It's like throwing spaghetti (laughs) into the wall. It might fall sometimes. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're just putting it out there and however it resonates with people. And just for you, too, it's like the counseling. It's throwing the spaghetti against the wall. Some things are going to stick. Some aren't. It's stepping into, though, and being with what's calling. Yes. And I love the idea of it being that I am now following this direction, and it doesn't mean this is it. (laughs) This is now my calling, nothing else. Because that is too much pressure on one thing. Um, And I don't want that to happen again like it did with with teaching. And so I like the idea of it just being the direction that I'm currently going because that's what's calling me and that's what's, you know, what I feel. But anything could happen in the future. And you can create anything. Exactly. I I think that when we hear something, then what do we take hold of? What do we... Without over-manipulating it, I always think of clay with this too, and over-manipulating something, or bread that I've been so into, if you over-knead or overwork it, it becomes, the dough becomes dried up. Mm -hmm. And same with clay, it's like, it it just, however, we can knead it or work the clay and something new takes shape that isn't what we thought at all, because we're not thinking. Exactly. We're... We're allowing our inner guide to, like the word pull is coming up, but I just feel there's more intention though with us Mm -hmm. walking forward. Whenever I get into this discussion, I go really out there. Um, But that's what happens because I think it is just this on another level of our being. Definitely. The other question I had for you, um, because... One thing, listeners, is Kathy and I really don't know each other very well, and so um, there's so I have so many questions for you. <laughs> but one that came up last week, and I just know a little bit about, but I I don't know much about it, is that you have a coaching, a little side coaching business, and so I wonder, kind of the process of that being a calling for you, and how that happened, and 
Yeah. Yeah, how you took that on. Thanks for asking that. Well, uh, I think I've known truly on some level my entire life. I like sitting down with people and hearing their story. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, my brothers and sister and I would have skits, and I always loved being a talk show host. <laughs> and that's not coaching, but I loved asking people questions. And then as time went on, I used to get teased as an adult in a fun way, not an unkind way, but of because I'd ask anybody a, a million questions <laughs> about themselves because I want to know. It's not, I even like to know what you eat, but I like to know. What's inside you driving you? Mm-hmm. And as long as I can remember, I've just done that naturally. And so I told last week how I found my way to a career counseling program. And then I worked for many years, super wonderful job at a community college in Seattle. And then I had moved up to Bellingham to have my daughter, who's now 19 (laughs) and a half. uh, And I was ready for something new. I remember it was 2009, the economy crashed, and I was talk about scared. You know, now I have a child, and I'm like, whoa, I've got to figure out providing. And I was married at the time, too, and I just knew responsibly I've got to figure something out. Mm -hmm. And so... I, you said something, and this is where I was trying to think of it, and here it is. I think as scared as I was, I knew that I could work somewhere and get some money coming in. I also knew that space for myself was essential. Mm-hmm. And I think it so, feels so scary sometimes to be without a job when you want a job or you think you have to have a job. And then people are asking you in your family who love you or friends, what are you going to do? We talked about that last week. And so I tend, because I get scared, I was like, I got to fill the space. I've got to, I started cooking for people. I mean, I just started like little fun businesses and um, probably got a part-time job in there. I did. And then built a three-part-time job. Oh my gosh. And then, but that while I kept remembering this thing I loved, which was to learn about work and people and the, the draw of people and how they relate to work and also supporting people and figuring out what they wanted to do. And so I just started learning more about coaching and on a big whim, I just picked a coach training school. I did a little bit of research. Mm -hmm. I didn't over-research. I picked one. And I just went for it. And then I freaked out after 12 months of learning to become a coach. Well, how am I going to start a business? Mm -hmm. And that is the thing about me. I think it's like that song. I just kind of roll with it. And that's what I did. And I ended up deciding, okay, I don't know how to market my business. And so I I did abandon the idea of being a full-time coach. Mm Mm-hmm. And I stuck up lots of walls and excuses about it. I'm not a marketing person. (laughs) I don't know how to sell it. Still, I was open to something because by way of that, I ended up building some part-time clients, or I built a part-time business, Mm -hmm. and then found a really wonderful day job in which I get to do coaching sometimes at work. Mm -hmm. And that's evolving. And then I have, um, I keep my client list kind of small because I work full-time. 
And I've just embraced that I'm a kind of coach. It's not the same as every other coach, and they're not the same as every other coach. Definitely. For me, though, the bottom line is listening and on such a level that it's my intuition speaking. And my goal with people is to support them in seeing what's in their way mm -hmm. and not how, but what's possible to unblock that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that is really powerful to hear, too. Um, and like you said, even if you didn't go full force into it, you still invited it in and, and you did what you could at that time. And now you get to do that and a podcast and your full-time job. And, you know, like the way you said that, too, it's true. Like, I'm grateful for that. And I'm constantly assessing and taking stock and well how are you feeling with this mm -hmm. how are you experiencing that because you know i just always live by i don't think we reach like you said it earlier this i'm here this mm -hmm. is it for me it's about that constant evolution and what can i learn next um i've fallen down so many times yeah. and i've gotten mad at myself for it in the past and now i'm learning to uh shift the energy away from oh, you didn't do this, or you should have done that too. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, get back up. Yeah. And let's try it a different way. Yeah, I love that. Well, I don't know if we want to get into this in this particular episode, but one thing I've been grappling with lately when it comes to callings is something completely unrelated to career. Let's hear it. Okay. Which is the calling to be a parent. Ooh, I yeah. want to hear more. Um, well, I want to hear more about if you felt that and how that manifested for you, because you actually have a daughter. I do. Um, I have a husband. We do not have kids. We have a bunny right now. Ah, <laughs> oh, bunnies. You could end up with more bunnies. <laughs> we could. So, um, well, thank you. And, and that's, I like that you bring this up because I think it is part of calling. I think that, um... I was saying earlier that calling isn't just about career. Exactly. It's it's like goes back to what's our truth speaking to us? Yes. And what, what do we uncover to hear? And I don't think every person that's an incredible parent heard a calling to be a parent. I just don't. I think that I've read enough from people who said, I never knew I wanted that. And then one day I sort of heard it. I felt it. I know for me... It's. I came from a big family. I'm the youngest of seven. Yes, which I just learned kids. last week. I had no idea. Yeah, I'm the youngest of seven kids, and so in my purview, I think always is like someday I'm going to have a big family. And then I was a little bit older when I had a baby, more in my later thirties. Mm -hmm. I just didn't think about it. I just thought, yeah, someday. Mm -hmm. And I th I knew that I wanted children. I didn't know what kind of parent I would be. I don't think anyone does because it's this great mystery. Yeah. And then I did have my daughter, who I think is an incredible human. And I remember when she was probably two, you ask about calling. Mm -hmm. I felt something really physical that, oh, I think I, I, I want another baby. I didn't go that route because there was obviously someone else involved. And we decided at that time, 
it probably wasn't the best for our marriage. And mm-hmm. our marriage ended up not succeeding. And But I never regretted it. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I have this this being, and I'll let her, I won't say her name for her own <laughs> privacy, but um, she is, she's the result of that choice. And, you know, I just think that's a really, I love this question. I'm not, I don't know when I heard it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something my husband and I are are thinking a lot about, but I think we're thinking <laughs> a lot, <laughs> uh, which is kind of what you were saying with the clay and the bread earlier of, you know, we might just need to kind of sit with it and feel what is, you know, happening. Like, are we just kind of what is our experience with this? What are we feeling inside? Because I tend to overthink it. Um, and I'm 33, so it just, it's feeling, I think as the years go by, it, it I'm not putting pressure on myself, but it just, it's a thing, you know? And so it's something to think about. Up until maybe a year ago, I had been very um, decisive and that I did not want to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd also been very decisive and that I didn't want to get married. We heard <laughs> so, that good story. Yeah. So we're, we're here. Um, and I think, yeah, I see friends around me having, um, babies and it's just something that feels like we would be good at it. I think I love kids. I'm a teacher, you know, He's also in education, and I see our niece and nephew, who are um, five and eight, and it it feels like something sometimes that I do want to do. And then if I think about it too much, though, I mean, it doesn't sound always like the most (laughs) uh, pleasant experience, especially with, like, just small children and that, you know, walk of life. Um... And so, yeah, it's just something that we've kind of gone back and forth. And he and I are really on a similar page with that. We kind of, we we go back and forth. Um, and I think at this point in time, we're on a more like, let's talk about this more because we might want to. Yeah. Well, that's whatever you decide. I think just the exploration and like I was listening to you and I think, um, just about this idea of calling, which I think we can keep exploring. But I like where it's meandered today. And this thing about calling is it's sometimes subtle too. You know, I, I but it's this I think the notion and you said this that you and your husband are doing is creating space in a sense to not think. Now there's a time and place for pro and con lists and mm-hmm. absolutely. But also space to allow yourself to be with yourself asking what is it and not filling that space with much Mm -hmm. just tapping into the core of who you are in that in that time and space Mm -hmm. who who am I how do I want to show up what do I want to bring that's just there's something in that for me on calling and I think some people like I said probably receive such a clear 
drive. Mm-hmm. I, I've known I wanted to be a parent since I was three years old, and I believe that. Yes. I, I wasn't thinking about that at three. With At eight, sure, with my little friends playing house and imagining when we're grown up, sure. Right. And then later, I think I just stayed open to, I don't know when it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but someday I'd like this. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just being with it. You're not going to give me a clear answer on whether I no, should or not. No, I can't tell you what to do. I love having a child, I will tell you that. Yeah. And nothing is, like you said, there's hard, there's highs, there's lows, mm-hmm. there's joys with anything. Totally. We're just, we're too complex to be one way. Of course, yeah. So that's, I think, where I currently am with calling. Obviously, I feel like I've, you know, I'm diving into the into the social work aspect which is exciting and then this one is a little bit more subtle and I'm just kind of trying to sit with it and see where that leads but I like the idea of of just creating space and openness and seeing what happens yeah and not putting pressure that you have to figure something out and know exactly everything about it I think the stepping into it continually is something supportive of going towards your calling. Yeah, I would love to hear from you out there. I think, Lauren, you would too. And you can write us, um, email us, info at. We could talk about this all day long. Um, We're now on Instagram. We love your comments. You can DM us. You can DM us. And we'd love to hear from you on your experiences either with hearing a calling or not. I think there's so much to say about this. There is. I could talk about it all day long. (laughs) We could. We definitely could. Um, Yeah, and find us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe, as podcasters say. Now, we'll be off for the next... Two weeks. Two weeks. Yes. Lauren, you're going to do some traveling, and I'm going to spend some time with my daughter and friends over the holidays and yes. just have some quiet time. Space. Space. Yep. Space. And so we wish you really wonderful time of year this season yes. to be with yourself, to be with the ones you love, mm-hmm. to give yourself space yep. to listen to the quiet. Yes. And we will be back in the new year in 2023. All right. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Bye.